So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. a few texts. Uh, apparently the I live alone or spend a lot of time alone crowd really felt a need to respond to that story that's out today. That uh, I don't think it's fair to... Well, they're, they're scientists. They get to say whatever they want. But being lonely and being alone aren't the same thing. So I, you can't assume everyone who lives alone is lonely. But it says being lonely uh, is as bad for you as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. But we got a whole bunch of texts from people say I live alone. I've lived alone for years. I'm perfectly happy. So... You know, there's also the I've, uh, I know this is true, too. When they look at statistics of dying and health, if you live a single lifestyle, you do a lot more dangerous things that can increase the uh, the likelihood of uh, what it was called early demise. Yeah, you don't want that. You know, you're out. You're Hell, out. I don't want late demise. You're skydiving. You're you're <clears> out <throat> really late at night when more bad things happen. That sort of stuff. As opposed to, I live a lifestyle now where the chance of you know some sort of accident or crime or something like that is incredibly low. Being married with a couple of kids, when I was out running around, the chance of early demise was a lot higher. So there's Sheila. that. There's that too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I realize I, I saw all the texts from all those those of you who live alone and are perfectly happy. I don't doubt that for a second. Well, hey, yeah, that's different from being lonely. I'm not sure that they're differentiating in the science, though. They just say if being alone, you are you are nah. lonely. You're miserable. You're miserable. You just don't know it. It's like we were talking about yesterday. Nah, I feel pretty good. No, nope, you're not happy. And you need to recognize that. The quicker you recognize it, the better. So there's uh, new poll numbers out. There's always new poll numbers out, and you can choose to pay attention to them or not. Eh. CNN's got the president at 38% approval. That's about where a lot of people have had it for a while. Um. High 30s, around 40, wherever. 83% of Republicans approve of Trump. I heard that number and thought, that sounds pretty high, but it's actually not. When uh, you're For your own party, you're supposed to be way up there, like in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's missing out on a chunk of Republicans by only being at 83%. The number of Republicans who strongly approve of him has declined from 73% in February. And this might be the number that sticks out the most. Of Republicans who strongly approve of Trump, it's gone from 73 to 59 since February. Wow. So that's a... That's uh, significant. Yeah, that's a chunk of people that yeah, have changed their mind somewhat. That's the, eh, he seems crazy to me, but let's give him a chance. Crowd. Yeah. Now things are stuttering a little bit. You yeah. know, everybody's trying to appraise, uh, what, what do you think, five, 200 days in, what do you think of 
the Trump administration, how is he doing, et cetera, et cetera. I'll tell you exactly how he's doing. I'm a fan of the baseball. I like the baseball games. You know why I like the baseball? Because you can win a game in the first inning, you can win a game in the fourth, you can win a game in the ninth. It's always exciting, unlike the stupid, stupid NBA, which is a basketball exhibition until the last three minutes, <laughs> and then the game starts. Anyway, um, it, it's uh, it, the Trump administration, it's the, uh, well, 200 days in, it's one year, it's, uh, you know, after two innings, they're behind by a run or two. Easily surmountable, not a great start. Got to get tax reform going. They got to figure out uh, with Congress something to do with Obamacare. Something. It's not a great start, but the game is far from lost. So, yeah, I could believe the poll numbers are a little iffy right now. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe if you wanted to extend that particular analogy, your, uh, (laughs) your, your best pitcher is on the mound and clearly having a bad day. And it's uh, there's no reason to think that's going to turn around, or he's hurt or something. Well, he's given up a couple of runs, and you're behind. I Isn't that enough? I think it's worse than that. Is it? I'm thinking that for the chunk of Republicans that have dropped off since February, they were thinking he was going to act a little bit differently, and he hasn't shown any inclination to do that. Right. I don't think they're gone forever. I think far from it. But you're behind, and you need to score now not just as many runs as the other guys, but more runs. You have to have a really good next few innings. That's where they are. Do you think he needs to change his approach and demeanor to bring those people back? You might as well ask for a leopard to change its spots, honestly. Well, then they aren't going to come back. Ah, If he shows some success, then it'll just be, it's your quirky, loudmouthed uncle who's got a heart of gold. As opposed to your quirky, loudmouthed uncle who's a real (laughs) a-hole. I mean, if he comes through with good policy and the economy's roaring and there's already upward pressure on wages, it's starting now to gain steam. Um, if all that stuff continues in a good way and, and, and there's no you know global, global crisis that he horribly mishandles, uh, I think you get those people back. The one thing that I do think is ridiculous is to point to other presidencies and what their approval ratings were at this point. I just I don't see how that has any meaning whatsoever. Different times, different media, different world events, different guy. Right. I, I don't see different, how that's different going uh, a campaign that was so negative. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Trump still has higher approval ratings than Hillary. Oh yeah. Now Hillary's a sad old lady who lives alone in upstate New York. <laughs> And and I don't what? know why there are polls on her at all at this point. <laughs> but to the extent that there are, Trump's look better. Uh, very briefly, a couple of things I've mentioned a number of times but not uh, told you about. Uh, this Well, this one I just find somewhat amusing and maybe troubling. Donald Trump uh, tweeted several things, I think some of which have been uh, deleted now, which is a rarity. Yeah, um, so d- 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 have you nailed that down? <laughs> he he retweeted a Fox News. Can I Fox tell the story okay. and then we'll talk about that? Okay. He tweeted a Fox News story uh, segment, including one about North Korea that cited U.S. officials with knowledge of the latest intelligence, who said that U.S. spy satellites had detected North Korea moving anti-ship cruise missiles to a patrol boat. Now, as the commander-in-chief and president, Trump would have access to that information. Did they do it? Or didn't they do it? Do we have those spy satellite images? And it's highly classified, so it's odd that he would tweet that knowing that it's true. Well, the president can declassify anything he wants at well, any right. point. right. 
Right, but what's the point of tweeting a Fox News story? I don't know about the latest intelligence. Oh, I see Again, what you it mean. It just yeah. seems a little odd. To I me. see what you mean. The president. Why doesn't he a- just say, "Hey, we got spy satellite images. North Korea's moving their anti-ship cruise missiles to a patrol boat." So the president's saying, "I just saw on Fox that North Korea is up to something." Right. You're supposed to know that before anybody. And it's a story that cited anonymous sources, so it was a leak. He's tweeting a story that contains a leak of highly classified information. As opposed to if he just wanted it out, just say so. So that's just odd. And did he pull that down, as far as you can tell? No, it's still up. Oh, it's still up. Okay. The the one that's... That's weird. Um, But but maybe just read the headline and didn't read the entire thing? (laughs) Well, he's the POTUS. Yeah, you're the president. Exactly. He doesn't have time. Busy. That's right. That's that's good. Ain't nobody good. got time for that. He good hasn't got time as the right. commander in chief to read the whole story about what nation that's an enemy of ours is conspiring to attack us. He can't read the whole story. And then there's the uh, Twitter account of one Nicole Mincy, uh, a black pro-Trump conservative, who tweeted. Um, when she tweet originally? Um, how much she loves Trump. Uh, it's something, you know, affirmative. And the president retweeted it and said, thank you, Nicole. Turns out it's a fake account, and they believe it may be a Russian bot. Which, what is that? It's a it's a fake account that cranks out tweets and cranks out retweets and, and has fake followers and the rest of it. Just a, an influencer a, a trying to influence people's mm. ideas. Um uh, the uh, her ID picture seems to be cribbed from other online stuff, but it doesn't give your uh, computer a virus or anything like that. No, no, okay. it's just a fake uh, Twitter account that has a bunch of followers, but it's not real. We well, can't um, blame the president for. No, again, that's just kind of funny and interesting, though that that it's believed by some that that might be a Russian propaganda thing. Uh, speaking of which, there was some discussion of uh, bitter division between Steve Bannon and the the conservative, more isolationist or non-interventionist wing of the White House and H.R. Uh, McMaster, National Security now, Advisor. Now, Bannon's an isolationist and a contortionist. Right. Which is amazing. Uh, right. Uh, but there's rumors of a bitter, bitter divide between those two. Now there are people saying they think the Russian government is behind some of those news stories. Right. Trying to sow divisions and, and, and fights and the rest of it. So, boy, this is all so interesting. Yeah, we got to get a handle on that. If Russia can put stories out there that uh, Friday during the news, all of a sudden there was this news flow of McMaster uh, under fire and uh, President says McMaster doing a good job and thought, well, where did this come from? Well, Russia may have invented it. Right. Published reasonable sounding stories citing administration officials that McMaster was under heavy fire from Bannon and the others and was considering resigning. Of course, it's completely made up. Or not. And not knowing whether to believe any of the news is part of the whole Russian thing. Um, that first tweet, though, that's troubling. Uh, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's bizarre. It's difficult to wrap your head around the point of retweeting it. Mm. Do you think if you, do you think if you got to follow the president around for a day, at the end of the day, you'd think, I can't believe how much time he spends 
staring at the Twitter account or watching cable news. You think that would happen? I think, uh, I think yes. maybe it would. I think you'd think, wow, I wouldn't. You wouldn't think the president of the United States would spend this much time going through going through his Twitter, seeing what people are saying, yeah, or more, watching cable news. More acting, less reacting. I'm thinking if you're president, you're probably better off if you don't watch any cable news at right. this point. Right. That's what they say. Never read your own reviews. Don't read the critics, what they think of your new album. It doesn't matter. It's worse than useless. It's, it's, it will screw with your head. Sure. Do your thing the way you think you ought to do it. That's not to say don't be uh, or don't take any input or any reaction, but make it from people you trust and whose judgment you think is sound, not just some DH with a website. As, uh, as for that, like 14% of Republicans, hardcore Republicans who uh, have given up on Trump, He's still doing well, still in the 80s or whatever, but um, did you think he would become more presidential, less uh, impulsive with his tweets when he became president? I certainly did. Me personally? Yeah, I, I did. I did. Is Mickey Mouse pawing through your kid's underwear drawer? It's a metaphor. <laughs> Jeez, I hope not. <laughs> Is Disney spying on your kids? Uh, insidious stuff. Stay with us. And speaking of not watching cable news, one prominent comedian says he stopped, and this is what happened. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. your kids what did you fail at today stay tuned for that story you seen that new i think it's nike ad with all the sports stars talking about what they failed at yeah it factors in stay tuned yep good stuff brian fung technology reporter for the washington post joins us apparently disney and some of their apps are allegedly spying on your youngsters hello brian how are you doing all right thanks what is that dirty little mouse up to now well, uh, according to a class action lawsuit filed last week in California, uh, Disney's uh, mobile apps have been essentially hoovering up the personal data of uh, you know lots of children uh, without their parents' consent. And uh, the lawsuit alleges that uh, this violates federal privacy uh, laws, um, particularly one known as COPPA, uh, which you may have heard about. What sort of uh, private data does my child have? How many juice boxes he's had per day? I don't know what data would be. Well, uh, you know, one case that was uh, referred to back in 2011, um, you looked at you know, things like your child's age and uh, his or her email address. But, uh, you know, one of those uh, apps uh, you know, in, in that case, um, you know, basically allowed children to fill out an online profile where they could list their physical location as well as uh, other information such as their full name and, uh, and you know, things about, uh, you know, what, what their interests are and, and uh, other um, aspects that, um, according to this lawsuit, can be used to um, monetize that uh, information for, for advertising purposes. The uh, You mentioned COPPA, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. W- what does that do? Uh, does, does this sort of thing fall outside of it? 
Well, essentially, uh, COPPA tries to protect children who are under the age of 13 um, from unfair and deceptive practices by companies. Uh, essentially, it says that any company that you know targets uh, under 13-year-olds um, with their services needs to be upfront about the type of information they collect um, on children, as well as uh, to make sure that parents um, provide their consent, um, you know, make sure that those those people are informed that their children may be um, giving up their information to these companies. Did Disney say they're not doing this, that evil mouse with the hantavirus? Well, Disney says, uh, you know, the lawsuit is misguided and they will fight the uh, the lawsuit in court. Um, essentially, they're saying that, uh, you know, the uh, folks who are filing the class action don't really understand COPPA uh, and how it works. And I guess we will see uh, how this shakes out. Do you have a list of the apps involved in case uh, moms and pops are, uh, oh, here it is, Disney Princess Palace Pets? Evil. Where's my water? Despicable. What is that, some sort of I'm dying and desperately need hydration game? <laughs> um, do you well, have... A lot of these games are, um, you know, tailored to uh, to children. And, um, you know, even if the apps say they're for all ages, uh, according to the Federal Trade Commission, uh, which polices these guidelines, uh, that's not enough to protect a company um, if, you know, it sees that, uh, you know, well, children yeah. may be involved. Here. I would hope not that you can't just say for all ages when it's, you know... Clearly aimed at little kids, and no adult, normal adult would want to play it. Uh, Mona, Moana Island Life. Malevolent! It's been uh, installed between one and five million times. Very popular. Hmm. Uh, interesting, Brian. Good heads up for the folks. Uh, Brian Fung is the technology reporter for the Washington Post. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Oh, huh. Here you go. Avengers Net, Beauty and the Beast, Perfect Match, Cars Lightning League, Club Penguin Island, Color by Disney, Disney Color and Play, Disney Cross. Of course, it's a uh, class action lawsuit as well. Yeah. So the, the alleged victims will each get 38 cents and the lawyers will get rich. I don't know if we have any of those. We got a uh, Kindle that my kids share. And each have their own screen on the Kindle with their little apps on it. that They uh, either read books, play games, or watch shows. But in theory, it's all educational, but who knows? Very handy. So uh, speaking of technology, we got this uh, from uh, uh, a feller. Um, reacting to the Google firing the engineer who wrote that, we have a uh, a, a culture of uh, no diversity of opinion here, and he was fired for expressing that opinion. Really, um, read the equality crisis via vis a vis no fifty percent females in computer classes. Haven't heard much outcry for fifty percent males in home ec classes or fifty percent conservative professors in college. Hmm. Yeah, no kidding. It's all so phony. I misspoke that ad with the athletes talking about failure is a Gatorade, not Nike. The tagline being, let failure be your fuel. Starts with Michael Jordan saying, you want to be the greatest basketball player in the world? Fail to make your varsity basketball team. And then they go through a whole bunch of them, which is pretty good. That's a good ad. I like it. I like it. Big giant study came out a couple of years ago. The key to success is failure. People who fail and learn how to deal with it are successful, become successful. People who are coddled and, you know, a trophy for everything, or somebody does their homework for them, they're doomed. But, you know, humanity's known this for thousands of years. Go back to the ancient philosophers. You'll find the same things, same thoughts expressed. have always been true. But, you know, you have these spasms in various societies where from time to time they decide, no, 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 we need to, uh, we need to avoid children ever hearing no or having a failure, and that's the way 
to make them successful. And the ancients shake their heads and their big white beers and beards and sadness. I think it more of it in terms of, um, you know, making it clear. I have to remind myself that uh, if you're going to try anything, if you want to try to do anything, you're going to fail at it in the beginning because you don't start good at it. And, right. uh, you know, and that that's part of the deal. So the only way to avoid that feeling of not doing well is to not do anything. Right. Or just do things you can already yeah. do over right. and over again. Yeah. Never, never venture into uncharted territory. Right. I think of Louis C.K. when he finally tried stand-up comedy and, and it was horrible. And he didn't do it again for like three years or something. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he was so hurt by it. But, yeah, anything like anything, art... Just anything you can think of, you're gonna you you, you you by definition have to be bad at it at the beginning, right? Right, and or you know, there. <laughs> it's funny we've made the the joke while weighing various career options in the the past twenty five years. Um, if only there was a risk free gamble that had a big payoff. There is a payoff because there is risk, whether it's starting your own business or. Or, uh, you know, or whatever, maybe within your company, if you're not willing to risk anything, you will gain nothing. Uh, so. Good, good ad, Gatorade. I, I like the ad. I like it very much. I think it's a really healthy message. And you know, it's not healthy. 30 grams of sugar in one small Gatorade. I looked yeah. at the bottle the other day. <laughs> That's good for you. Jeez, you might as well eat three candy bars. <laughs> Get that uh, G2. It's it's low in sugar. Is it? It's still pretty good. Though. G2's lower in sugar. Yeah. I think they had the G2. So what's the regular Gatorade then? Oh, wait, I, 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 I have sugar. <laughs> yeah. I have to look that up. Mm. I know I got them one at the convenience store. Then I looked at the ingredients. I thought, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, it's sweet and delicious. Mm. That's not what you want to... Uh, so a 32-ounce Gatorade bottle has 56 grams of sugar. 32 Oof. ounce? Wow. Thirty. I'm sorry, 32 ounce? Yes. So that's kind of like the bigger, yeah. the wider yeah. bottle. So I'm guessing a 16-ounce would have. A 12-ounce serving has half that. 21 grams. There you go. That's enough. That's, that's quite a bit of sure. What's wrong with water? Whatever happened to humble water? That's a good question. What is Gatorade's tagline? Your uh, water's a gay bomb. Late f- <laughs> let failure to let your organs continue to do their job be your fuel. Huh? <laughs> what? Because they got so much sugar in them. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the Sanctuary Cities battle expanding by the day, and there's been an arrest in that case of the kidnapping of a model for the dark dark web. We've got those stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. That's an interesting story. Snatching up women and trafficking them, good lord. And selling them a lot of times to your your rich Middle Easterners who are buying models. Come on, Marshall, get down to the bottom of it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Shame on you, Vincent. It is your job to keep us abreast of Instagram trends. Because I'm not even on the gram. Should be. My wife is. I'm not. I am. I post about once a month. But how did you not let me know that Plandids are the hot thing in Instagram? Oh, yeah. What do you mean, oh, yeah? You're supposed to tell me. I'm not supposed to tell you. There's too many trends, man. Plandids. What are Plandids? Because if you're not participating in them, you're behind the times. Stay tuned for that. The hot thing in the gram. So annoying. <laughs> Almost everything is that, that's... 
Is hot it, on the gram is annoying. Is that True. like uh, this week's uh, fidget spinners? I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's hot. It's, it's trending. Yeah, it's Stay tuned. All right. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Attorney General Jeff Sessions firing back at the leaders of Chicago. Chicago's mayor, Rahm Emanuel's administration, suing the Department of Justice to keep it from cutting funds to sanctuary cities. Sessions blasting the move, saying the city's intentionally adopting policies that obstruct the nation's immigration uh, system. Sessions noting the rise in violent crime in Chicago and said, quote, the city's leaders cannot follow some laws and ignore others and reasonably expect this horrific situation to improve. And he went on to say Chicago seems more interested in protecting criminal aliens who prey on their own residents. The attorney general adding the city's priorities are especially astounding given its violent crime rate. More than 400 people have been killed in Chicago this year. And a couple of thousand shot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I just, I think this is an example of an issue. Um, I was gonna, we're talking about poll numbers in 538. That website right. has got a story out today saying the Democrats are really up against it if they want to take back the House in um, 2014. Um because things aren't looking good poll-wise. And uh, so some of the discussions are the Democratic Party still doesn't have a message. It still doesn't stand right. for a particular thing that, that is catching on. And too much of what the Democratic Party still stands for are things like transgenders in the military and sanctuary cities, which, you know, and the cities we broadcast in are very popular subjects, but for the rest of America are not. And the vast majority of people in this country, including Democrats think the sanctuary city thing is crazy. Right. There's a good article I read on a fairly liberal news site. I can't remember which one it was, but they were talking about the, the battle right now over abortion within the DNC and that the uh, the the really out there 10% that believe in everything up to infanticide. I mean, you can't have any limitations on abortion. We can't give an inch have said that the efforts by... Who's the new young uh, head of the DNC? Perez or something like that? Um, he's saying, look, we can't have a yep. litmus test. Uh, we we got to be more in step with the mainstream, but the, the far, far left groups on abortion rights are saying, no, we're not giving an inch to the Democrat Party. And so they're in a really tough spot. I mean, because we've gone over the statistics many times. It's You know, when it gets to third trimester abortions, for instance, it is a tiny minority of people in American who America who can stomach that right. tiny minority, yet those people are, are running the the platform. So I wish them luck. And sanctuary cities are not a winning <clears throat> issue nationally. They just nope. it's not even close. A British model who says she was lured to Milan and kidnapped by a man who threatened to auction her online on the dark web is back in Britain and she's talking to police. Did Chloe- you hear how this went down? So she gets lured to this photo shoot in Milan. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes up behind her with a black glove, puts it over her mouth. They jam a needle in her arm. Ah! She wakes up in the trunk of a car. Oh, right. And then she is going to go on the auction block on the dark web to be sold to probably rich Middle Easterners. Probably nice. Saudi princes. Who knows? And they booked this non-existent photo shoot through her agent. And apparently, they are now finding out this is a not uncommon thing. Ailing Ailing was abducted on July 11th. You said that drugged, handcuffed, and then stuffed inside a suitcase and hauled off to be sold as a sex slave. She claimed she was released six days later after the kidnappers learned she had a child. Her captor actually dropped her off at the British consulate in Milan. She also says her captor took her shoe shopping 
and slept next to her during her week in captivity, but says she was not sexually assaulted. Now, police of Italy have arrested Lukash Herba. He's a 30-year-old Polish citizen living in Britain. He claims to be a paid killer for a group called the Black Death. Now, some people are portraying that as, see, he has a conscience. When he found out she was a mother, oh, no. they released her. I think it's because the weird Middle Eastern beliefs that they didn't they don't want a sex slave that uh, had a child. Right, I think that's, that's exactly what, right, yeah. She'd be worth far yeah, less. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, she's only 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. Police had uh, doubts about the story at first, but they continue investigating. So that's the latest update. They've got Police a guy in custody. Police have their doubts, you're saying? Yep. Yep. When she first came forward with oh. the story, they said, wow, that's that's incredible. Uh, but, uh, you know, they've got somebody in custody now. He, uh, they are looking into a farmhouse that uh, he supposedly took her to. And uh, it's supposedly connected to he or his family. So they're checking that out as well. Opening bid was, I forget, several hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. They thought it could go higher yeah. into the millions. Um, and they had uh, stories of women who have been abducted like this, been sold into as sex slaves. And uh, there'll be some super rich Middle Eastern dude's sex slave for a while till he gets tired of her. Then they're sold to at a lesser amount to lesser people. I mean, it's pretty. It's well, it's it's oh, pretty it's damn nightmarish. Yeah. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. And I'm glad they used the term slavery a lot, in the, at least in the article I saw, yeah. because that's what it is. And this stupid term, human trafficking, doesn't. Uh, Give it its due. Yeah. Boy, and this reporting on CNN, I'm looking at CNN. Fake news! They're uh, writing about it. Uh, Let her go, and they found out she had a child, which goes against the organization's rules. What what does that mean? It's because you can't sell her to a a, a shake for as much if she's soiled and has had a child. God, what terrible writing. What has happened to journalism? Dying. Uh, one celebrity unplugged from the internet, and I thought what he had to say about it was pretty interesting. Is I think a lot of us try to keep it under control. Well, I was unplugged from the internet unwillingly yesterday, and I about committed a murder. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Stay tuned. Your crap wasted time to make your life better makes it worse. Garbage. <laughs> Stay tuned. To the, that's more muttering on the Armstrong and Getty Show. News host Eric Bowling has been suspended following reports that he sent lewd photos to multiple female co-workers, or as Fox News is reporting it, did Hillary frame Eric Bowling? <laughs> eh. uh, so, Vincent, you should have brought this to my attention. Or, Sean, somebody who pays attention to trends in the Instagram. Plandids are the hot thing on Instagram. Or some call them super selfies. A planned it is a planned, candid shot, like if Joe were pretending to type on the computer and he had me take a picture of him and then posted it to his Instagram and acted like somebody took a picture of him without his knowledge and posted it in an action shot or something. Those are planned. Mm. Some people see them as even more douchey than selfies. Because mm. <laughs> you're trying to pretend like you're... To- like, you're cool and hip and unaware, and you didn't even know this was happening, even though, obviously, you had somebody <laughs> grab your phone, take a picture of you, and then you put it on your Instagram. Yes. Right. Yes. And then zero zero acknowledgement of someone else with you, or 
I see this right uh, acting like what, what just magically some right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just eating dinner at this restaurant with the ocean behind me and somebody took a picture and hacked my account and posted it. <laughs> I guess that's what you're trying to pretend happened. I don't know. I see this on uh, like uh, hiking uh, pictures like uh, a faraway shot of someone standing on a rock looking off gazing off into the distance. And it's it's just so like canned. And, yeah. How yeah. did you get that picture? Yeah. If I, it's a if it's a great picture and you want to tweet it out, fine. But I, I or you know gram it out. I get it. But look at me. 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 Look at me while I'm driving drunk. Oh, my sister's dead. Look at me looking at my dead sister. Well, it's just, oh, Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's all there. factored together. It's all one ugly lump of goo. But so like, here's a good example of a planted photo. She's she's at a restaurant dressed cool. Oh, somebody takes a picture. Horrible. She's looking. She's not looking at the camera. You know, somebody got. In a, so what? Hi, you're... look, it's the Duchess. She's got like a glass of champagne in her hand and her leggy, leggy legs all shiny. And but I, I think this actually means something about mm-hmm. society. The super mm-hmm. selfie. We've we've gone from the selfie to now we're what we're what you're saying with a picture like that kind of I think is I'm the kind of celebrity people follow around and take pictures of. Mm. Isn't yeah. that kind of what you're putting out there? Yeah. I'm just like the celebrities you see in magazines, you know, walking their kid to school or whatever. People take pictures of me and post them. Right. Here's a picture of me looking really good. Not even too. not even walking your kid to school. I'm I don't I'm uh I'm at a photo shoot. And uh, I'm a, I'm a professional. Yeah, when I'm out and about, people take photos of me, right, and post them. It's it's kind of weird. The super selfie. And or when I'm at home in a in a bathrobe with uh, bathrobe with perfectly tussled hair, sipping a glass of wine. There's someone taking a picture of me. How interesting! Everybody wants to be a Kardashian. I think that's it. Yeah, it is. Speaking of the Kardashians, there's a new book Don't out. Don't speak of the Kardashians. There's a new book out about... Uh... If anybody says, speaking of the Kardashians, <laughs> it's time to stop speaking. <laughs> uh, what's old man's name? The the, 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 the patriarch matriarch of the Robert. whole thing. Robert Kardashian and Chris? Is that her name? Yes. Yeah. So they got married. So there's a new book out about them. When they got together... There's a book about us, Juice. Have you read the yeah, book about Judas, his juice? A book about it. So he's this super rich but awkward, well-known, uh, like most eligible bachelor in L.A. for years. And she's a 18-year-old uh, truck stop waitress or something. And she wants to be rich and famous. She's barely legal, Juice. He wants a young hottie. And they come together and uh, and, and end, end up together in a, in a marriage that produced this whole Kardashian thing. And ended up driving Bruce Jenner out of the mail race somehow. He, com- he comes from and continued tremendous wealth. She came from, as as is in, says in the book, redneck, poor, and then, you know, she figured this is my way to, to, be, to, to launch myself, and she was desperate to do that. Right. And has done a pretty good job. I'd say. Her and her, her kids. But anyway, mentions in the book, he was obsessed with... Priscilla Presley, hmm. Elvis's Elvis Presley's old lady, and then after Elvis and Priscilla got divorced, um, he pursued Priscilla Presley and dated her briefly. I'm thinking maybe I catch her on a rebound, Juice. It wasn't actually juice. it wasn't actually Ross. It was Robert Kardashian. But you're picturing Ross. Yeah, me too. So now me picture too. Ross in bed with Priscilla Presley because pull your goddamn really tongue juice. out by the roots. Because sometimes a, a pilled up, depressed Elvis would call while Kardashian and Priscilla Presley were having sex oh. 
and she would lay the phone down on the pillow. Oh. And they would have sex while they listened to Elvis say, are you there? What are you doing? Oh. What are you doing? Are you there? Who are you with? So high. And have sex while Elvis is on the phone doing that. It uh, sounds awful like you're uh, making love to a defense attorney. I, I won't have it. Are you having a sex with Ross? That is disgusting. <laughs> That's an interesting... So I told him earlier, and don't you get offended, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking to somebody else. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting... My uh ex is having sex with Robert Kardashian. But that was an interesting quirk to the... <laughs> you know what really turns me on when my ex-husband calls and is sad on the phone while I'm having sex? Yeah, that's, that, that is, works for me too, Juice. That is a weird kink. Yeah. I he, swear to God, hotel employees, Jack. <laughs> Bellboys. Freaks that carry your luggage up to the room. They're all sleeping with their... Maids. <laughs> maids. Maids. <laughs> Little freaks. Now, I don't think Kardashian was into it. It's just, you know, he wanted Priscilla, and that's what she was into. So, Wow, so she was punishing the king. Right. By making him listen to the, the gruntins and squirmins. Of a Kardashian. It's like he's not really the juice anymore. I, I totally hear you, Ross. That's Robert Kardashian. As portrayed by America's treasure, David Schwimmer. But so anyway, Kardashian breaks up with uh, Priscilla Presley and goes on to marry the... Uh, Truck stop waitress. That, yeah, and then she becomes one of the most powerful things in the history of uh, entertainment. One of the most rank diseases that's afflicted the American <laughs> uh, mind. Yeah, and brought us things like Plandids. And drove Bruce Jenner straight out of malehood. <laughs> that's right. Come on. Well, they are a coven of succubuses that just leech onto <laughs> talented... Achieving men, right. take that essence from them, leave them like a withered shell of their their once successful self, and then they just end up ODing in a brothel at well, some point. Well, let's look at her husbands. One dead, the other said, I don't even want to be a man anymore. Yikes! Juice, juice. Got Somebody want to step up, number three? Yeah, got the guy who almost died in a brothel after a month or whatever. Victim of a Kardashian succubus. There's pre-Kanye, or there's pre-Kardashian Kanye and post-Kardashian Kanye. Right. He didn't start losing his mind until he started dating the Kardashians. <laughs> right. Good point. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.